0: good can I do? Sometimes you'll be talking to someone about something going on and you'll say, well, what can I do? Well, what can I do? You know, It's like you want to put in your help somehow. You want to offer your help. So, what can I do? You know? What can I help you do? What good can I do? Sometimes we'll see someone may not know much about it, but we hear someone says, now there goes a good person. A good person. And sometimes people's definition about what a good person may be a little bit different than what the Bible calls good. Remember the rich young ruler Jesus said, good master, what must I do to be saved? First words out of Jesus' mouth was, "Why callest thou me good? <laughs> you don't know who I am. You call me good master. Mm-hmm. I'm not your master. <clears> There's <throat> something in your heart that's separating you from and me from me being your master. Sure. And when he called his attention to that, said so he went away Sorrowfully. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't a good master. So sometimes people can say things, you know, that there goes a good person. And the definition of being what we say good and what God says is good could be different. So we're going to see a little bit today of what God speaks about being good. Being good. Now there's various descriptions about being good. You say, uh, that Sister Pearl, she's a good, good sister. She's a good lady. She's a good employee. She's a good wife. She's a good mother. Or we could say anything about any of you. A good dad. Oh, yes, they're a good dad. They're a good father. Good caregiver. Compassionate. Good. But what the Scripture calls good is one that's being ready. So, are we ready this morning? Are we ready for the Lord's return? Are we ready to receive what the Lord may have for us in this message today? We like the little psalm says, Now lift my cup up, Lord, for you to be. Are we ready for the Lord to give us more and to help us with more? And another word for being good is being diligent. How diligent are we? How diligent is our relationship with the Lord? How diligent are we as individuals? When we're supposed to do things, we're diligent to get it done. Or as one old saying would say, just get her did." Whatever you do, just get or do it. So are we diligent? Another definition meaning good is being or having kindness. Are we a person that is kind and we have kindness? Kindness for others. They say, that's a good person. They may say, you know, if you visit with them or talk with them, they're such a kind person. They make you feel so welcome. Conversation you have with them makes you feel good. Of them. You know, talking with them ain't like they're trying to get away from you. They're trying to see how quick they can get away from you, let them talk with you. But they're just, they're a person that has kindness. Or being good is being well spoken of. I want to be well spoken of. You want to be well spoken of. It's called being reputable. Are we reputable people? Can we be dependent on? When someone says they're a good person, are you reputable to be dependent on? If I say, Brother Larry, would you do so and so? Would you carry out this for me? Then you're reputable to do it. And he got to fall back behind him and say, Well, Larry didn't carry that out. He didn't do it, so I guess I got to do it. <coughs> How about being valued? <coughs> Sometimes we let the devil make us feel like we have no value. But to God, we're more precious than gold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Amen. To him, we're more precious than gold. Praise the Lord. Or how about being virtuous? We're talking about being good. Being a person that is virtuous. And in one particular part of virtues is being a person of force. Are we a person of force? Remember the thirtieth chapter of Proverbs? Who can find a virtuous woman? Who can find a you know a pure woman? Who can find a woman of force? And then it goes on the list just what kind of a person of force that she is. She worketh well with her hands. She taketh care of her household. And her husband, you know, she tended to her husband. So are we a person of force? So we're going to begin out this morning with the scripture in Joshua 1 and 8. Very familiar passage that the Lord is instructing Joshua with here today. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, The book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe. And he says to observe, to do all, to do accordingly to all that is written therein. I want to do all accordingly that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous, then shalt thou have good success. Good success. success. Joshua getting instructions here from the Lord. He says that the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Well, is he referring to Joshua? You need to speak to others what my word says. I mean, it's important for each of us to know the Word of God, but then it's also important that we speak or share God's Word with others.
1: So Joshua,
0: what I'm instructing you to do, out of the book of the law, out of my Word, I want you to instruct others to do the same. And he says to meditate or to study to know what you're speaking about god wants us to know when we're speaking to others what we're speaking about if i'm telling you about salvation what can i tell you about it i need to know i need to have studied his word so i can share with you if you have a question or two or five or ten That I may reasonably answer those questions through God's word. And then he says, the third part, he says, you are to observe. or you're to practice what his word says. You're to do it. So we see three different parts there in this verse. And he says when you do all that is written according according to what my book says all that's written therein when you do those things he says then then you're going to have a prosperous way. Then you're going to have a profitable way. A profitable life. Your life is going to profit from what you're experiencing. What you're practicing. Amen. What you're studying. What you're speaking. Your life is going to profit. You're going to prosper from this and, say, and you're going to have good success to have good success this morning. We think about growing up in life being taught right from wrong. Being taught the things that are helpful and needful. Being shown and instructed things that will help us as we grow up as young boys and young girls. And the things that we experience in life, and and we grow, we learn, and we excel more with that learning and that growing. And the same in our spiritual walk with the Lord. As we experience more of the Lord, we become more profitable, we become more useful to those around us. And it causes us to have good success. If you do good things, what the outcome is going to be is good success. Now, I know not everything that we do, that we set out to do, that's going to be with an easy task. And it's going to be just utmost successful. Sometimes it seems like we set out to do certain tasks, and it was like it was a flaw. I said, no, brother, just minor things. I've never done that. So I had a cousin that had a little small shop, and he had all kind of tools. And I asked him, could I take it out there and leave it and <clears throat> use his tools? And he said, sure. So I took it out there for a few weeks. I took that thing all apart all the way down, and I laid things out, you know, precisely in this number and that number and everything. So I put it back together with numbers and had it all correct. And I did, and I replaced the rings in it and I put it back together, and I come up with one screw. <laughs> something multiplied. I asked Ernie, my cousin, I said, uh, I said, you didn't uh, drop a screw around here and you on the floor or something, and that got open into my stuff, he said, no. I said, well, I wound up with one screw. But I took it outside, and I cranked it up, and it a brand-new submachine machine couldn't run any fine Never had a, a minute's problem with it. Then I had several other guys, when they was having some problems, that said, hey, I want you to broke up my motor, you know, a motorcycle. So uh, I'd already had it in my mind at that point that I might just, when I get out of school, open me up a motorcycle. Shop. <laughs> but it didn't fall that way. Too. I'm glad it did But having good success. He says here, Joshua, if you'll do these things, the Lord is instructing him. If you'll do these things, you'll have good success. You'll prosper. You'll be profitable. And I believe the Lord is saying the same to us today. If we'll follow his instructions, we can be profitable and have good success. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Besides, David said in Psalms. He said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, if you've not tasted to see that the Lord is good, you're missing out on life. I said, you're missing out on life this morning. If you've not tasted of what God has, he said, blessed be the man that trusted in him. Oh, hallelujah. Glory! blessed be the man that trusted in him. Psalms 84 and 11. David said, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. He's a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. The Lord gives me my light. He gives me my heat. He gives me my protection said he will give grace and glory won't have a grumble with others. You won't walk around with a chip on your shoulders towards others. Maybe he will give grace and glory and no good thing will he withhold from those. Praise the Lord. God's people ought to be bump, just bubbling over. We should. Amen. Last Sunday morning we was bubbling up over. Yes. Praise God. We was bubbling over last Sunday morning. There was some bubbling over going on in here. Mm-hmm. We should be bubbling over, amen, with the goodness of God. Because he said, David said, he won't withhold any good for those that walk uprightly. Amen. amen. That's the connection of those that's walking uprightly. You want some goodness of the Lord? Walk uprightly with you. You want God to do some good things in your life? Walk uprightly with you. See what happens. Amen. See what takes place in your own personal life. Amen. You won't be looking to see what God is doing with others. You'll be so caught up in what he's doing with you. (laughs) Oh, God is using me. You ever heard somebody tell you that? I want to share this with you. God has been using me just this past week or this day. God has used me in so many ways. Let me just tell you the opportunities that God has given me, and I took advantage of those opportunities this very day or this past week, Amen. what God has done. He won't withhold any good from those that walk up He says in Psalms 125 and 4, that God, He says, for us, God wants us to do good. Do good, He said, O Lord, unto those that be good and to them that are upright in their hearts. It's as though David is praying this prayer. He said, Lord, he said, I'm praying that you'll do good, that you'll bless those, Lord, that are being good. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Do you want to be good this morning? You want to be good children of God? to Him. When your children, your natural children, do things that are good, it makes you happy. It makes you feel good. It makes like your parenting is working. Oh, yes, it does. Makes you feel good. When you raise them up and they serve the Lord, makes you feel even better, like, oh, doing a good work, a good job. Amen. And parenting my children. Now we know when they get older, they decide to let other things come between them and God, and they let the things of the world influence them more than the things of God influence them that get away from the Lord. Don't make you happy when that happens, Saddens your heart. But David said, he said, Lord, he said, do good, O Lord, to them that be good. <laughs> I wanna be a good person. <laughs> You want to be a good person. Good master, what must I do to be saved? Why do you call me good? Amen. Amen. He tells us in Proverbs 3 and 27. We're given a charge to withhold not good from them to whom it is due. If I have opportunity to do good to you, Brother Donald, I have a chance to do something good for you. And I refuse to do it. I'm too busy to do other things and I'm just going to neglect doing that for you. He says, don't withhold good from them to whom it is due. If I can do something good for you that will help you, that will help your walk in the Lord, that will encourage your walk in the Lord, then don't withhold that. To whom it is due. They need that. You know, we all need encouragement. And when we get that encouragement, what happens In We get that encouragement, we get inspiration. Ooh, that inspires me. Then I want to start doing more and doing the good things that I need to be doing. Don't withhold good from them whom it is due when it's in the power of your own hand to do it. When you have the means to do it, don't withhold good from doing that. We know what Matthew 5 and 44 tells us. Matthew 44 said, God knows those that are His. He knows those that are His. He knows everything you're doing, every time you do it. He said, but I said to you, look at to love them. Mm -hmm. You may not be doing anything on your part to cause them to be an enemy, but they may despise you because of your life, because of your happiness, because of your walk with the Lord. They may be despising you because when they get around you, they feel convicted of the sinful, unrighteous, ungodly life that they may be living. And he said, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Bless them that curse you. He says, do good to them that hate you. And we see more of this being practiced in other countries than what we see being practiced in North America. We see those that are being persecuted severely, Their lives are being beat, battered by other people, other religious groups. Even their lives, many of them are, they're being killed because of the gospel, because of Christ and their allegiance to him. And they won't deny him and convert back to some other heathen religion. And they're hated. And he says pray for them which spitefully, despitefully use you and persecute you. Do good. The essence of what the scripture is saying, we must do good in all these things. We've got to do some good things, some good works. Doesn't matter what's being thrown our way.
1: You know, it's easy
0: when something bad is thrown your way and you react bad because the other person can respond back with that. But when you have somebody that is treating you bad and doing bad things and you don't respond back in the same manner, it kind of confuses or baffles them as to, I'm waiting for you to come back at me, why aren't you? We're just to do good. Jesus had all kind of things done against him and he could have said, well I'm gonna leave them alone, praise the Lord, praise the Father, I'm just gonna leave them alone. But he didn't. He kept speaking, he kept loving Those that hated him, those that rejected him, those that were despising him, those that had become his enemy because he he was lifting up himself to be some master, some great teacher, some you know, the one that's calling him the son of God, the son of God. Oh! He was being persecuted in many places where he preached the gospel, where he went. But what happened? He did good. He didn't let that hinder him from doing good. He kept doing what was good. And See, we'll get challenged with a lot of things that Satan will throw at us. He'll bring our way to see if he can hinder us and keep us from some devils doing something good. He'll try his best, and he'll use any little thing or any big thing that he possibly can. But he'll use little things as fine with him. All he needs is just a little foothold, some little space to work with, that he'll try to use to bring against us. Because he wants to hinder us from doing what the Lord wants us to do, and that's to do good. Mm -hmm. He don't want us to do good. He'd rather for us to do bad to do evil. That's his way of life. Amen. But for us to do good, that's the life of God. That's the the life of Christ. Amen. That's the life of righteousness. It's for those that do good. They're in opposition to They're a force that is against me. They have a force about them that is against me and I don't like it. It's what Satan will say. It's what his demons will say. They've got a force of good that is against me. And he don't want you to have good success but God does. God says I don't not only just want you to have good success I want you to be very profitable in what you're doing. See that prophet means everything is working together for your good. It's all working good. How many enjoys a good day without troubles? How many enjoys a good day? That I don't have trouble. Amen. You know, went through the whole day. I always have this thing when I lay down and get in bed at night. My last words to the Lord usually. After I finish my praying and whatever and talking, I say, Lord, and I say this very sincerely, I say, Lord, I thank you for another good day. I thank you for another good day. Watch over me and keep me through the night. Watch over my family. Watch over the church family and keep them safe. But I thank you for another good day. Praise God! Praise. A good day. Praise. You've seen old signs. This and rather have a bad day, fish, than I had a good day at work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've seen some of those
0: signs. <laughs> <laughs> Having a good day every day. And I tell this to many people. Sometimes in a given week. Every day above ground is a good day. Right? 27 years ago when I come up behind a car in Savannah, Georgia, headed to the school board over there, I saw that on the bumper sticker. Every day above ground, but kids a good day. That's going to be my philosophy. I go in businesses and so forth, and that's that. Well, hey, Mr. Knox or Brother Knox. Or something. You know, some of them knew me as a minister or a Christian, that'd say Brother Knox. And others would me as Mr. Knox. say hey, Mr. Knox. <laughs> and uh, how's your day? Or how are you today? And I said, I'm good. <laughs> I said, every day above ground is a good day for me. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good day. <laughs> it is. But <coughs> well, what makes you good is knowing the Lord, That's yeah, it's knowing Him, having a relationship, church with him. We're told in Acts 9 and 36 in Acts 9 and 36 there was a a certain disciple. It says there was at Joppa a certain disciple. Now that certain disciple could be you or me. A disciple of Christ named Tabitha which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman Acts 9.36, this woman was Deceiving, but having a good testimony. But she had a good testimony. She is of good works. Mm-hmm. And Om mm-hmm. which she did. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, and God's people. Thank God's people. Are full of good works. And of deeds. Which we're doing. We're going to see great. Oh we're going to see great. We're going to see greater things. Of God moving and working. We're going to see the healing. Power. Healing power of God being manifested. More than what we're seeing. Amen. We're going to see our loved ones we've been praying for. We've been fighting a good fight of faith. Laying hold of the altar. Praying for their souls to be delivered from the bondage of sin. Amen. All of a sudden we may start hearing some cries. I want to be saved! Sick of what I'm living, tired of this life. What you need is the Lord. What you need, you need God's salvation. You need His grace to begin to favor of your life. So all you got to do is repent of your sins and receive His favor for you. He's ready to give it to you, right? Maybe. Oh, what a testimony! What a testimony! people speak more by our name of Dorcas than do (laughs) Tabitha. What a testimony, Sister John, that Dorcas Mm had. What testimony? Could be any greater. For us to have testimony. They're full of good works. (laughs) Full of good works. And they're just They're just doing it like when they get up every day and it's like breathing, it's like living. Every day, they get up and they're doing those things. and mean, having to be told by the preacher, of our son board. you need to go and do these things. <laughs> it won't be like the woman said, she went in the room early one morning, told her son, said, get up. I said, what, mama, get up? What, I said, it's church time. Well, son, She said, "You're the preacher." <laughs> 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 you don't have to be told. You'll be wanting to do it. It'll be, be there. You won't have to have somebody to encourage you to do it. You'll be ready, waiting. Romans fourteen and sixteen tells us to not let our good be evil spoken. And sometimes you can go out and do good things and others will say, oh, that wasn't so good. That wasn't so good. Anybody could do what they are doing. You ever heard that, Brother George? Anybody could do that. That wasn't so good. Well, you know, so-and-so did a good thing. They did a good deed. That wasn't so good. Anybody can do that. Now, anybody can't just do good. If you're going to do good, you've got to have the Lord. Because see, the Lord's good and man's good is two different things. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> <clears throat> Evil people, we might say in one sense, can do good things. That's a vocabulary used, but they're really not doing good things. Yeah. They're just doing things. Yeah. When you start putting the word good to something, that means you're doing something of a God sense. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's a, what God means when you're doing something good. Let's be good doers, like James said. Doers of what? He said the word. He said be good doers, not just hearers only, of the word. Amen. Yes, Lord being a good doer of the world. Praise His name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians 1 and 10 says that you might walk worthy. Colossians 1 and 10, <coughs> you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. And the way that that happens, he says, be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's a strong scripture. Mm -hmm. Colossians 1 and 10. It's a strong scripture. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Being fruitful in every good work increasing in the knowledge of God. Titus 3 and 8 tells us this. Titus 3 and 8 says, this is a faithful This It's a faithful sin. Titus 3 and 8. is a faithful sin. You ever had somebody telling you something and they said, now this is a faithful saying, what I'm about to tell you. It's not heresy. It's the truth. It's the truth. And so we can just say that here, what Titus is being told here through Paul. that, Hey, this is true. He said, in these things, I will that thou affirm constantly. That they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. Huh. Okay. You getting at me now. <laughs> this is a faithful. This is a true saying. This is a true saying, church. Paul said, he said, Titus, this is true. This is true here. These things I will that he'd been instructed in, that thou affirm constantly. He said, let this be known to everyone, everywhere, wherever you go. Not just in the, the house of God, but he said, out in the public, in the streets, in the highways, in the byways. He said, let it be known that they which believe in God might be careful to maintain good works. You believe God wants us to maintain some things? Amen. Amen. In His work? In other words, He wants us to, to be constantly at it. Amen. Amen. You know, main, when you maintain something, that means you have to give it constant care. Right. It's like uh, your automobile. You know, you get in and drive it, drive it, drive it, but when you hear it skipping, or you notice it seems like it's going down the road to one end, it, it's sagging, you know, there's, there's a low tire somewhere. You know, I'm skipping skipping, there's something wrong with the engine. I got to maintain, I got to get this fixed and maintain it back into, get back into good working condition. God wants us to maintain good works in our personal relationships with him. He said, these things are good, and he said to the they're profitable unto me. All these things are good. And they're profitable. Let it be so. Let it be said so. Praise the Lord. And what does James 4 and 17, you can all quote back. James 4 and 17 said, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good, what? Do and doeth it not. What is it? It's a sin, he said. So if I know to do good and I refuse to do it, then who am I hurting? Me? I'm not hurting you. Because I refuse to do it. I'm not hurting you. I'm hurting myself. And I'm causing a sin in my life because I'm refusing God to do this. When I to do good, and I won't do it, I won't do it. It's a sin to me. My last scripture, John 3 and 11. 3rd John, 3rd John, excuse 3rd John, <coughs> verse 11. John said, Beloved, he said, Follow not that which is evil. He said, But that which is good, <laughs> follow that which is good. God with Christ. A relationship with the Holy Ghost to do those things. If we're going to do anything good.
1: It said that he that doeth evil
0: have not seen him. Does not know him. Remember Nicodemus coming by the night with Jesus? You no, know, can a man be born again? He said, how can I intercept your time until my mother's woman? And he said, Demons, you don't see the things of God. You don't know. You don't understand. <clears throat> you don't have the right understanding of God. You're misconstrued on some things. You're off base. But he said, if you do good, you're of God. But if you do <coughs> you don't know God. It's just the best that you can do. You've not seen God. So are we ready to be diligent today? Are we ready to be diligent? Are we ready to show kindness to others? Are we wanting to be well spoken of from others? We want to be valuable to those around us. I mean, you've ever heard someone say, or maybe you said it yourself, that person is such great value. There's such a great value to their family or to their church. They're such a great value to their community because they're always doing things to help others in the community. They're such a great value to to these. They're a very reputable person. And why? Because they're a person of force. See, people that do good are gonna be people of force.
1: (laughs) People that do good things
0: are people of force. Amen. You don't tell me I need to go do it. I go and do it. Amen. Because I know that it's the right thing. <laughs> it pleases my Father. It pleases him. When we go and pray for those that are lost, or pray for those that are sick, or we go out like Dorcas and we have we're full of good works and deeds that we're doing. We're being people of force. Amen. That God is the one. That the Holy Ghost is the one. Through Christ driving us, moving us. Or maybe not driving, leading us, I should say. He don't drive you. He don't make you do anything you don't want to do. But he leads those that will follow. Glory. He'll lead those that will follow. Hallelujah.